Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Guess what just happened to me? What? So I'm at my warehouse. Okay. Unloading my van. Well, the storage facility, not the warehouse. And this man is walking along the sidewalk, like I would say, 50 feet away from me. And he starts yelling. So I don't pay any mind because I'm in D.C. And then he starts walking towards me. And he's like, take my number. <laughs> okay, he's going to stop. Like, he's going to stop. But he kept on walking towards me. He's like, take my number. So I say, no, thank you. And he keeps on walking. And then he lifts his shirt and pants down and flashes me. So then I say, okay. And he rattles off his number. And then he flashes me again and walks away. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. Welcome to a swell spree, everybody. Happy New Year. Hey, y'all. We all in the building. Happy New Year. In the building. We made it. Hey, Merry it. New Year. Yeah. I can smell and taste and everything. We yeah. made it. <laughs> How is everybody's holiday and New Year and all of that? We made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just that's that. That's that's the best way to sum it up. It was good. It was good. Low key. I would have rather been on some exotic island for New mm-hmm. Year. But um Nope, was right here. Didn't do anything spectacular. Mm. Yeah, I didn't do anything. Everybody was sick. Oh, really? Yeah. My plan A, B, and C, sick. I was like, oh. dang. Mm. I just knew I had to, you know, tight. I'm like, no, I got the backup and the backup. They were like, nah, <laughs> sis. We're, well, we're hopefully down everybody's for the count. Okay. Everybody's fine. I mean, I even sick, like, felt anything. It was just like, no, but. I can't leave the house. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. stupid. <laughs> I'm like, well, you want to come over? Uh, no. What? You sound mm. crazy. Hmm. Yeah, I'm happy to see everybody's healthy right now. Yep. Just finished working out. Got Okay. I was getting ready to get back on the Peloton. I was like, oh, nope. That's going to last 30 minutes and this is going to start. So uh, let me just pause and go back after mm-hmm. I finish. Keep that motivation up. Got to. Glennis, I downloaded the app. You downloaded the app? Cool. So what you're so, doing, other workouts? Yeah. So um, I, I love the meditation. I do the mm-hmm. meditation. The meditation the is good. And Yeah. And then they Ooh. have a, um, a cardio, which I can do on my treadmill. Mm-hmm. Go get the, so, there's, a, yeah. there's a couple of great treadmill um, uh, instructors. That I hear are really yes. good. Yeah. Well, cool. Yay. I'm happy. You got, I got to follow. I don't know if I, I wonder if, um, what's your, um, you got to send me your handle. I wonder if I could follow oh. you as well, even though you don't have a bike. So I could see 
uh, your progress and you can see mine and all that. Okay, I, I will do that. that. I, I joined, did I tell you guys I joined a senior gym? What does that mean, a senior gym? And why did you join a I senior gym? I think we gym? know what that means. So she can be the better than everybody. word <laughs> So it really isn't a senior gym, but everybody who's there appears to be a senior citizen. Um, and it's one of like one of our neighborhood community fitness areas or what have you. Mm-hmm. So it's um, hardly anybody's there, which is great, right? And so it's probably I always go, really clean. Always spotless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's where I'm going to find my next husband. But is he going to be somebody that got worms? If he got money, it don't matter. Yes, it does. Right. Yeah, with this whole thing about money. If he got worse, you know, some old man, you got to take care of him. Don't want nothing old but money. You can pay somebody to handle that. <laughs> you talk about long, long money. I don't want to take care of another old man. I'll tell you. my Took care of my father, got rested. So I want, can I find some young man with old long money that's what young man with old long money there you go there you go i don't want nothing shit i'm old enough cracking that's that's a tough combination glennis that's that's tough that's that inheritance (laughs) money exactly that's that's what i'm talking about that's that generational wealth money right there does it what um did you say black does he have to be black uh long since he got he got to have swag Hmm. Got to have white straight. His teeth got to be on point. You know that 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 teeth thing is a, <laughs> is a killer. Give a shit. No British teeth. You can't sell Gates money. I ain't messing with no bad teeth. Uh uh-uh. uh. Because that means your hygiene is not up to par. And I can never kiss you. Be if leaning you got in, money, I'll be like back. you. If you got money, you have gotten your teeth fixed. Like otherwise, it's something wrong in your head. Like and that's you a problem. Have exactly. mental deficit. Not necessarily. Like, if you look at some of the royals, they keep mm-hmm. jacked up. Yes. Yeah. And they got long money. Just because I don't you got think they know better. Go, I don't. I don't. I, they. They might not think it's a problem. That, they, that's they don't. My point. That's my point. I don't care how much money you got. Your grill ain't straight. Glennis is not messing with you. Hey. Hey. Tell them about it. Tell them about it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, bro. If you ain't got the your he girl came right, in, we like, ain't doing it. <laughs> you lean in, I lean back. You lean in, I lean back. <laughs> as you can see, know. we were cutting up as we do. You know. Listen, you know. I, I, I know I know how y'all do. I know how y'all do already. I know y'all be cutting up. <laughs> so. <laughs> so wait, before we get into Jermaine, mm-hmm. um, did everybody watch the Kings of Napa last night? No, I missed it. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't. Okay. I need to get into it. Okay. But I um, what's, what's that? Kings of Napa. So it's on OWN, the network OWN that what's Oprah that? owns. <laughs> can you hear on. me? I, yes, I please. can hear you. <laughs> no, I know what OWN is, but I don't know what this show is. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Tell so the, the Kings of Napa, it's like, um, just think of it like a modern day, like soap opera, but it's <clears throat> revolved around wine. And family. 
So you've got this, um, you've got this elder. So this man, he used to be a surgeon and I guess he has like extra income. So he decides to buy a winery and make wine and you know, it's a, it's a legacy. And so mm. I don't want to give it away, but I mean, okay. it sounds then, interesting. I'm, I'm in. Right. So, and so you're trying drama. to, so it's like green leaf, but in a vein. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. It's mm. exactly okay. like green leaf. And of course, you know, this is an older man. And so the kids, it's three of them, are trying to figure out who is going to be the next. Oh, my God. You know, this Greenleaf. OK, it's very Empire. It's Greenleaf. It's even like some splashes of like just the family dynamic of like Game of Thrones, too. Mm. So it's, you know, and, you know, it sounds people, kind it's brown-esque as yeah. well. Right. Right. Because <laughs> right? that's how they started. Oh. I don't know the other part. It's probably inspired. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, probably inspired from that but, uh, for sure. You know, of course, there are some challenges and drama and secrets and lies and all the things. So, and you get a good, you get a good whiff of that um, on episode one. But um, I'm waiting for everybody to watch so I can talk about it. Is uh, is it only on own? Is it on any other streaming network? I'm not sure. I can't wait for y'all to watch so we can talk about it on here. Hmm. Uh, I wanted to bring up something else that Tanisha sent to me via Twitter. <sighs> oh, okay. I'm like, yes. what is that saying? Okay. Yes. Let's wine talk about glasses, it. wine glasses, rimmed insult. What? Y'all heard me right. There is a trend. For what? <laughs> what? For why? Well, yeah, For that's why? a very good question. Why? But yeah, so... I believe this lady is a song. Yeah, she's a song um, out of San Francisco. And she's decided to rim her wine glasses in wine. Um, I mean, in salt. And just test out what types of salt pairs well with wine, with certain wines. So she's got different flavor combinations. like truffle salt, popcorn salt, spicy salt, candy bacon fennel sugar and salt so you got all these combinations of salts rimmed around the wine glass and drinking certain wines with it she doing too much she doing too much much just 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 like is she selling these salts oh i don't know i I think it's just an experiment so is she gonna mm. be the wine margarita of the world? I, yeah. I'm, I, I'm not. I'm not under. So why don't you just have the food taste <laughs> the wine? You don't need the, the salt is cheaper. And the, well, yeah. Instead of making yeah. a whole dish, I guess. Yeah. I'm. I'm just gonna play devil's advocate for a second with that part. I guess. But I mean, you gonna have issues because you are gonna have to have blood blood pressure medication. <laughs> as much wine as we drink, all that. <laughs> Mm-mm. yeah you can't do it every time like uh, yeah you right that's like a one and done thing i, I think <laughs> you try one glass and then that's it you can't okay. be like oh let me try let me do a flight of these salty rims <laughs> oh yeah that doesn't even sound that's fun. right it's too right. much yeah. i just feel like like wine is about the nuances you know like salt is just it's just salt you know right. straight to the yeah. highway and it just takes away the the subtleties of wine, you know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Totally. I also think that I don't understand why they keep needing to do these gimmicks when it comes to wine. Exactly. Like salted yeah. ram, blue wine, 
I mean, injecting it I with mean, CO2. Why I'm, these gimmicks? Wine is fine. Leave it alone. Think about yeah. it, though. Think about it, though. Tanisha, you and I have this conversation all the time. You have said that, like, in even in the food world and in the cocktail world, things are creative and they're sexy and colorful and all the things. And you can get really yeah. creative with those two industries. With wine, I mean, you can change up your glass, but it's always going to be just wine. So right. I think they try to find creative ways to get pe- people to experience something different. I don't really know. Um, typically, they don't work or they come and go, but there may be a reason. Yeah. I think... Um... People just want to get noticed. People just sure, get- and we're talking about it. Right. Yeah, they. Oh, yeah. it's working. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> they got us. Oh no, that's all Sarita's fault. They got us. Oh, no, it's all my fault because I said it. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah. Oh, I sorry. <laughs> no, you sent it to Sarita. And her words fault. were, "We got to talk about this." So I was like, "Well, yeah, here yes, we are." Yes, they were. Yeah, so here we are. <laughs> Then it takes away from, you know, you're not focused on their credibility. You're focused on their antics. Right? Sure. Anybody who is credible, why would they be doing something like that? Mm -hmm. You know what I I say with all of this? I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. No, Um, please go ahead. Like with all of this, I feel like think about the, I always say do it for the intention, not the attention, Hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, like what, what is the intention behind it? You know, are you maybe trying to bring in, bring new people into the category or like, what is the actual intention? Like, you know, me just as a wine lover, I just, I think that it kind of destroys it. You know, it's just, it, it kind of, it's, it's not, it's not wine anymore. If that's, (laughs) if that's what you're doing, you know, it's, it's not the flavor that the winemaker intended you to have. It's not that, Mm -hmm. that that's not the experience, you know, it's not the intention when it was made. So it's just, now you really got to think like, okay, fine. If this is a gimmick, what are you trying to, to, what's the outcome you're looking for here? You know, raw lips. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's that. what's gonna happen. Lips gonna be raw. Yeah, and it's the wine. Oh, that's a mess. Trying to speed right. up the gout. <laughs> speed the gout up. Speed it. Like wow. I know, I know wine and rich food already is not great for gout, but let me see how I can speed this process up. Yeah, oh let's gosh. accelerate a little bit. But I like <laughs> no, that. Jer- Jermaine, that's a good point of the intention versus attention. And is it bringing new people to wine? Because I don't think it is because the flavor or what you're giving them is salt. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's not was- a representation of like what we do here. Yeah. So right. And that- even if you're thinking of it from a pairing standpoint, um, like maybe, oh, this will help people understand how wine pairs with different flavors salt is the flavor so yeah mm-hmm. you're adding different things to salt but mm-hmm. salt is the dominant flavor <laughs> <laughs> so, exactly. that that's why i was like they doing too much like you putting flavors on the salt and then you adding it into wine it's like mm-hmm. whoa a lot of stuff happening here let's yeah. just pick a lane and, and go down <laughs> Yeah, like with the popcorn salt just just pair with popcorn just have like right. a little cup of popcorn just do that yeah Instead yeah. of the salt, and part, add those but... salts onto the popcorn. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. But I think it is more trying to make it look a certain way because cocktails, when they have like the garnishes on the side and mm-hmm. they do like you know right. the different salts and different you know sugars and all that stuff they do on the side of the glass, 
Mm-hmm. Maybe that's supposed to look sexy with that on a wine glass, yeah. but then also enhance the flavor. But people who drink wine don't care about that. And people who yeah. don't drink wine, I don't think they're into that. And that's not going to make them go, ooh, I want to get that wine. Like, right. Because no. if you if you literally handed me a glass with a, a wine glass with a salted rim, I'm gonna be like, "Yo, what's going on with this glass?" Like, oh, I think he was dirty. I'm like, "Uh, uh-uh, you put this yeah. in a dirty glass." Like I'm handing yeah. it back. I don't like, even oh, like designs it. on my wine glasses or stickers and tags and all that other type of shit that people put on their wine glasses. So no, I don't want it salted. Want it salted? Yeah. No. So I think it's unanimous, and okay. I love that. We have Wolf of Wineisms. <laughs> One, I done wrote them down. Do it for the intention. <laughs> intention, not the oh, girl, intention. that's going to be on the t-shirt tomorrow. And right. you, are you kidding me? Pick a lane and go down it. Let's see how many more <laughs> Wolf of Wineisms we going to get. Okay. Let us keep tally. Podcast. I like this. Let us keep tally of yes, that. Yes, ma'am. Got you. tomorrow in succession. Yeah. Keep tally of that. Oh, God. Uh, God, but really funny. quick, uh, before we get into Jermaine's questions, um, I'm just going to give you the cliff note version of his background. Okay, because okay. this podcast is not that long, <clears throat> so we can't do the whole whole bio. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So Jermaine Stone, aka Showtime. Oh, okay. Yes. Showtime. <laughs> okay. Showtime. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Um, born in Harlem, grew up in Bronx. Whoop, whoop. Um, dreamt of being a rapper. At 19, he appeared on 106 in Park, XM Radio, BET, Hot 97, okay? But back in the day, he had such a good memory that growing up, people used to pay him to write down lyrics. So he was an ill lyricist, it seems. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> let's move on. So We'll be the judge of that. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Yo. So he didn't like the taste of the music business. So he decided to go to college. So he was in college at the same time as his sister and wanted to contribute. So he started working full time as Zachy's. Started out in shipments while working um, while working and going to college. He moved up in Zachy's client service, auctioneering, logistics coordinator. Then he left in 2013 to be become one of the founding members of Wally's Auctions. That's wow, what I had. That, oh, you you right, know pause, you know what's going on. Because there's more, but Paul. <laughs> people right. don't really realize the born in Harlem, raised in the Bronx. That's what I'm, I'm like, oh, hold up. Oh, mm-hmm. I had to I had to take a, a step back. That was <laughs> that is thorough. <laughs> well, I try. I try. Like, is that me? I know this guy, like right? she's describing. <laughs> but thank you. No, it, it's so cool to um and congratulations, ladies. It's so amazing to see all the growth that you all have had over the years. So it's just Aww. I'm glad to see it's um good people continuing to do amazing things. And you know, I feel like we we all are part of bringing this um this culture up and showing people a different side of it. So congratulations to you guys on, on all your growth and, and over the years also. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. The last time you were on the show was 2019. Mm. You've had a lot of things going on <laughs> since then. All the things. That's before the world busy. ended and then came back. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been a little busy. Yeah. So my first question is, is you're still an auctioneer. Yes. How does that work during the pandemic? Well, you know, it kind of doesn't 
honestly. Uh, it sucks. You know, so many of the um, the charities that I've, I was involved with in the past, um, they just haven't been able to do live events. So they there's been tons of other creative ways that they've been able to raise money. But it's tough. You know, uh, the entire world is dealing with a financial crisis. So in that space, it's also tough for people to have uh, dis more disposable income for things like charity. And they're already dedicating their dollars to so many different charities. Now it's, it's so tough. So I think the live event portion of things um, has definitely taken a hit. Personally, I haven't been out uh, auctioneering um, since, since about 2019, you know, um, but I, I have done some in-person event stuff, but it's just so many things are now so touch and go. I feel and, and auctions involve so much planning. I think that, um, it's, it's just a little bit difficult out there, not to say that they haven't been happening, but just me personally, I've been a little bit more pulled in, in other directions lately. Well, tell us about those directions. What have you been doing? <laughs> um, <laughs> you, can tell you know, us. so um, Crew Love, uh, our, our company that, that I founded now is um, it's a creative agency and we blend wine and hip hop. We do that through uh, marketing and consulting for different brands. Basically, anyone that wants to involve wine and or hip hop into whatever they're doing, I want to be the person that you call. And, um, you know, so much of the focus of our business when we last spoke was um, more consulting for clients and imports and sales. But really, since 2020, I've been uh, mostly focused on a lot of the content side of the business. And honestly, that's so much of where my passion was, because it allowed me to kind of dig back into that bag that you spoke about when I was 19 and creating music and, and working and, and just focusing on uh, experience, experimenting with my creative outlets. So I feel like I'm able to do that right now, but all just on an adulting level, <laughs> you know, um, I'm able to, uh, to bring new people into the culture in creative ways by just being myself and hoping that I can connect with a variety of different types of people. So that said, um, you know, with content creation, we have um, a new show called Tasting Notes from the Streets, where every episode we pair our favorite food from the hood with a different wine from around the world. And so that's really um, a lot of what we've been leaning into is a lot more, not just uh, audio podcasts, but visual stuff. Um, we also created a, a visual version for tasting note for I'm sorry for wine and hip hop TV. I was filming an episode yesterday, so it's like <laughs> just tattooed in my brain. But we um, we've just dug into more visual content and we've um, we're working with um, actually a lot of different wine consortiums around the world to help to bridge the culture of wine and hip hop, you know, wine is a completely it's it's treated completely different culturally in Europe. And um, when I was, you know, a kid coming out of the Bronx in the wine industry, getting into wine helped to open my eyes to the rest of the world. So a lot of the focus of the, my business has been to find ways for people like me to open their eyes to the rest of the world and for ways for the rest of the world to open their eyes to people like me. You know, um, and I think that both wine and hip hop do those things. So 
the 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 short answer for your question is I've been utilizing content and events to find more ways to bridge wine and hip hop culture, not just consulting and sales. But we do a lot, you know, we we I got my hands in a little bit of everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know how us Bronx dudes do. <laughs> 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 so you have wine and hip hop. So wine and hip hop is a podcast and TV, a podcast and yep, a visual show, visual um, show that you that you can catch on on YouTube. I mean, like wine and hip hop TV is like the podcast on steroids. Mm-hmm. You know, on on the podcast we pair wine and hip hop with our guests, mm-hmm. and um, you know the the visual version is you'll hear like the audio podcast of a lot of these visuals mm-hmm. that we release. But we get to tell a deeper story with visuals. We also dig in a little bit more on the wine concepts that we discuss on the podcast by integrating small excerpts with uh, secondary interviews that we may do with wine professionals. Uh, I'll give you an example. I had um, we had an interview with um, Tony Rock, uh, you know, and Tony Rock is a big hip hop head. So we found ways to, because, you know, the, the question is like, why is Tony Rock on wine and hip hop? He's not a wine guy or a hip hop guy. But from knowing him personally, I know, you know, before every show that he does backstage, there's a rap cypher happening with him and his boys. And I just so happened to be involved in one of those cyphers one day. So I had some video from that. So we actually had like a little scene with Tony Rock rapping and, you know, digging into why he was a guest that we chose for the podcast. But at the same time, we drank a bottle of um, 98 Dujac Charm Chambertin with him. So as a guest, we had Jeremy Sace, the winemaker from Dujac, to talk a little bit about that vintage you know, but we also mixed in cool things like Jeremy's reaction to hearing um, him, his wine mentioned by Jay-Z. So it just it, it, it really gives us a chance to expound on all of the details that we brush on in the audio podcast with visuals and tasting those from the streets is just fun. You know, I, that's- <laughs> so tasting those from the street. Is that also visual or is that a podcast as well? Yeah, that that's also visual. It's also on YouTube. Um, you know, we pair. It's 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 the mashup of cultures, the true uh, connection of cultures. Like, um, I I like Fourgua, but that's not the first thing that I'm gonna reach for if I'm chilling and enjoying uh, in a relaxed setting, enjoying wine. Mm-hmm. You know, and just there's so many amazing hood delicacies that I would like to see elevated in the same way that. <laughs> other foods are treated you know like i'm jamaican so you get the right beef patty and cocoa bread like Mm. that's a that's a michelin star meal in my book you know i feel like a contender i got if you watch the first episode of tasting notes from the streets we paired jamaican beef patties and cocoa bread with um spate burgunder so Mm. german pinot noir which was a fire pairing that could go in a michelin restaurant i'd be willing to put that (laughs) apple for apple with whatever you're going to get from per se French life, it don't matter. Kingston tropical bakery on white plains road. <laughs> they got it. They need a star. So, uh, but you know, it's not just that it's like, it's fried. We did fried fish sandwiches and Etna mm-hmm. Bianco. We've done chopped cheese, um, you know, which is like a Harlem version of a Philly cheesesteak with Cornas. Uh, and we don't just do these shows 
we also have ways to integrate our audience with that. So um, after we show an episode, we actually do an in-person event where people can try the tasting. You know, we have one coming up at, at City Winery on February 10th in, um, in New York City. So we are actually going to have the corner store man preparing chopped cheese sandwiches, and we will have the finest cornas for you to sip on while you while you try that, you nice. know, so and, you know, we'll also do the podcast in person or stream it live online. So really, um, the over the last few years have just been finding ways to create more of a community and um, and get more interactive with the people that have been, been enjoying the content that we've been creating. I have a question. That's excellent. I have a question. So do you feel that, the, and I had to write it down because I'm getting old. <laughs> I, <laughs> do you feel the traditional wine industry is embracing your ideals of bringing our culture? Because I'm going to say our culture because it mm. is our culture. I'm owning it. Our culture into the wine industry. Mm. Can I? Go ahead, sweetie. Can can I can I get real for a second? Is it okay? Can this I get real on Squirrel Sweet? Is, is it is this That's a safe space? About. I mean, there's no other way. So go ahead. Hey, is this That's a safe what we're space? about. That's why so, I asked the question. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it real with you, right? So I create, and that's a great question, by the way. Um, I I developed this company because I did feel like the wine industry had the the uh, ability to receive this culture in this way. You know, I've definitely spoken about this in the past where my experience in wine has been very positive, where, you know, I was fortunate to work around a lot of um, progressive, smart people that wanted that were interested in my story and wanted to find ways to get into that, to find ways to improve that. And also they just wanted to know because they didn't have the opportunity to mix with people like me. Um, so that said, I always had the feeling that the wine industry could deal with something like this on a larger level. However, um, and I, I, not, I didn't receive any pushback at any times, um, you know, and it's, it's just tough to tell. You know, the short answer is it's tough to tell because a lot of um, the reach outs that I got and the success that we received with, with wine companies wanting to latch on have been post 2020 um, you know, and there, there's been a lot of racial divisiveness and, um, you know, Black Lives Mattered in 2020, to, to say the least, right. um, or at least as long as people were throwing up the squares, right? There was like that, <laughs> that like four months when the United States was on it. Now, I don't know where things are. <laughs> but, you oh, know, yeah, there, was, there was that tight time window when I was sending out a lot of proposals. <laughs> you know? Nah, but um, so to, to, you know, to just build on that, like, I think that people were put in a place where they had to pay attention. And, you know, we just so happened to create that opportunity that was bridging those those gaps that people wanted to bridge. So it's tough for me to tell because we we filled a hole that was um, really exposed during a time. And it was a time when there weren't many people that were specifically doing what we were doing. So it was really easy to stand out. But, um, you know, for the most part, I'd say and even and honestly, but even before um, 2020, um, I've been having conversations with the largest chateaus in the world that you can imagine. 
um, that have actually reached out to me because they felt like, yo, we like this. We like hip hop. And, Mm. you know, so I do think that they're the wine industry for the most part has um, received the concept with open arms. Don't get me wrong. There's a ton of people that I speak to that don't get it. There Mm. are a ton of people that I'll end up being around that will just deal with me because they have to, but have their preconceived notions about me. You know, I see it all the time and it's funny, you know, it's fun to do that because guess what? We stand in the same place. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. so, so how's, how's that, you know, Snooty is working out for you. Like for we're you. still doing the same thing. So, um, so it's, it's, um, it's been interesting, but for the most part, I'd say overall well-received. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. I'm proud of the wine industry. You know, I'll, I'll also say, you know, when that reckoning hit and so many organizations had to take that hard look at themselves, the wine industry was just like, yeah, I, right, we fucked up. Now, what do we do to fix it? Fix it. You know, right. it was all about fixing it, fixing it, not just digging into the problem. Like, yes, shit is, oh, I'm sorry. Can I curse on here? I didn't even ask. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> shit is fucked up, but <laughs> at least I'm going to try to do something to fix it. About and it. Right. that I'll respect. Nice. And you know that I I can only speak for me. I received a handful of empty promises. Oh, yeah. That I got a lot of invitations to a bunch of nothing. Um, <laughs> and I, <laughs> it's just amazing how it is crickets now. Yeah. Just, I, I, you know, I'm not going to put anybody's name out there, but like, oh, you made a big old fuss over me. And now mm-hmm. it's absolutely nothing. It's it's yes. crazy. Yes. Yeah. No, it's so true. And and to your point, 150%, I see the same thing. It's like before, you know, I had to try to keep up. Now I'm actively needing to go out and try to make it happen. Um, But, you know, like I said, I, I do really, I really do enjoy this side of the business because I am able to dig into my thirst and, and hunger for wine continue my wine education. You know, I've always said I'm, I'm not a Psalm. I am not the guy that will <laughs> tell you everything you need to know about wine, but I do love wine and I can tell you everything about what I like and introduce you to whom you need to get connected with to take you to the next. I have level. a quick question. How do you continue mm-hmm. your wine education? Like outside of like certifications, how do you keep learning about wine? Uh, you know, it's actually a very important topic. Um, tasting. You just you have to you have to do focused, well thought tasting with the group. It can be formal, it can be informal, but taste lots of wine. Think about it. Taste it with people that know what they're talking about. Um, you know, increase your vocabulary because at minimum, there you can just a- approach it from a space of I'm not learning this thing because I have to. I'm learning this because I want to. And I think with wine, a lot of people feel like they need to know everything. I speak to people all the time and say, oh, I love wine, but I don't know anything about it. You only need to know about what you like, (laughs) unless this is a a, a profession that you're trying to attach yourself to. And that's a different thing. But otherwise, just focus on what you like. That's a that's a um, excellent point. I wholeheartedly agree that tastings and the um, focus tastings, because what that creates is palate to sensory memory. Exactly. 
because if you have never tasted or have talked about the nuances of different tastes, you'll never be able to recall it because you've never exactly. done it. You've never experienced it. So another of your isms. I don't, I'm about down to <laughs> four now. I helped you with number four, but number three was... Nah, that, that was an us thing. That was an us thing. That's that, coming that's from my book that's dropping okay, that's next, next year. That's an us thing. That's an us That'll be later to our Twitter account, our joint Twitter account coming out after this episode. <laughs> number three, utilizing content and events to bring more to bring wine into the culture. I love that. Yes. Because that. like, it's such like, how, how does this apply to my life? Right. I need to see it in my life. I need to see, I need to see it in, inter integrated with my culture, you know, otherwise I'm forever going to be an outsider looking in like, no, that's, that's why I like tasting notes from the streets because that's why it's tasting notes from the streets. Like you're on home court over here, <laughs> you know? And so at the end of the day, like we need to see it applied to our life, the way that we live and currently enjoy it. That, um, that, that you're not waiting for someone to say, okay, I'm going to put this together and, and say, okay, well, then now they're showing a cultural appreciation. You're saying, hey, I'm going to do this because who could do it better, right? Right. Exactly. We seen something and we're like, oh, you know, there weren't any black people in that writer's room. Yeah. <laughs> so doing it, and I think to Sarita's point, where there have been a whole lot of empty promises, this is just the time now where we just need to do for ourselves. Because what will happen, what has always happened, is somebody sees it. And hopefully they don't steal it. They just build on it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, for me, um, I've just I've always been that that person where I'm not going to wait, you know, like I'm just going to start building this. And, you know, when people attach themselves to it later, like I looked at, you know, with with tasting notes for the streets example, just to kind of give you guys. Uh, inside look on the way our business works like it's it's branded content that we're creating for different wine regions so our first episode was with um you know was was in connection with wines of germany but wines of germany is trying to communicate a love for german wine that was their goal with their marketing campaign all we did was integrate German wife, German wife, German wine into our lifestyle and showed it to people, you know, um, and brought it on on our turf within our um, and under our terms. Um, but you know, that's I think that's what the goal is, and that's what it needs to be about. Uh, because, like you mentioned, you bring it somewhere else, it gets whitewashed. Like I created this company in the way that we did because. I knew that the wine, that's why our podcast is called The Original Wine and Hip Hop. Because at that point, I'm like, yo, this thing is coming. And, you know, I know how these dudes work. It's like a lot of our people don't know the business. Long story short, it, it is about um, it's branded content. We our intentions for our back to the attention versus intentions, our our intentions for our content matched the goals of our sponsors so the the messaging is seamless and that way it doesn't come off like we're advertising something but ultimately you're getting what the advertisers were hoping to communicate 
And I think that's what makes what we're doing so unique because it is a true, genuine appreciation and understanding for both cultures. And, you know, <clears throat> I know a ton of people in this industry that I love and respect. And there's a ton of people that do things that I can't do. But I can say that what we do in the way that we're doing it, there's no one that could do that. Um, and I'm proud of that, you know. That's great. Do you think, because you, you're, most of the show is based in the New York Northeast region. Do you think you would take it to other areas in the United States? Because, you know, culturally the South is much different than New York and show off their culture there, their appreciation with mine. 150%. Um, you know, and <clears throat> I actually try to do that as much as I can. Um, you know, I'll give you an example. We, we did an episode actually this past year in Atlanta with a young artist by the name of OMB Peasy. Um, also recently in Chicago with Dave Mays, um, who's a, the founder of the Source Magazine. Um, but like we have fans all over the world and our goal 100% is to continue to spread this message around the world and all over the United States. Because as you mentioned, there are a ton of stories to tell. Um, I think so for Tasting Notes from the Streets, our first season is focused on in New York, but you know, yes, the story it just grows so much when I start to go visit my friends and cousins um, all around the world and um, start to do this whole thing in reverse. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's really cool because one of my first blog posts in like 2014 was it was titled um, Corner Store Vices and Vino. And I did something similar <laughs> to what, <laughs> what you're doing um, on camera. I think it's awesome. It's so fun. I love it. Uh, it's yeah. it's definitely a, a, a big part of um, what we're doing right now. So you were uh, listed the 40 under 40 um, from Wine Enthusiast. Congratulations. That's a very big deal. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so did, you, did things change for you after you were featured in the magazine? You know, I, yes, I would absolutely say that. And shout out to Wine Enthusiast. That was so humbling. Like, it was um, definitely a, a big honor and something that I was really hoping for. Um, to, and it's just great to be recognized like that. But um, yes, definitely there have been you know, companies that have reached out and specifically mentioned that, you know, like, hey, we saw you here and think that what you're doing is cool. Um, so that it, it, it really meant a lot to be um, to be recognized in that way. Um, and they've just been cool. I like wine enthusiasts because I think they really um, they push the envelope. I think they're tapped into the the wine culture of today. It's not super young, but it's not. It's also not very super old. Um, I think they do a really good job. So it was. It was a big honor to be mentioned by them. I'm still uh, trying to get some others, man. I'm like, where, where's <laughs> I'm like, Forbes forty under forty? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll get there. You'll definitely. Yeah, I, I got like. Yeah, I got a couple more years. Uh, you know, <laughs> when y'all see me going to overdrive, that's why. <laughs> So I've scrolled through your Instagram and you seem to have, 
you seem to be magical to people. People are really drawn to you. They love partnering with you and doing events with you. Why do you think that is? Um, hmm, that's a great question. Um, honestly, I don't know. I mean, I think that I, I always try to, well, I look at it this way as a, um, as a, a colleague, I try to make sure that I'm someone that people enjoy to work with. That's something that I've, I've held on from the beginning of my career, mentoring other employees. I've always said that make sure that people enjoy working with you. Um, you know, shout to Don Zachariah. Um, when I, uh, back in, I want to say this was 2005 at the time I was going to leave Zachy's and Don, you know, he sat me down and, he was just, you know, he asked about my plans and what I was going to do. And I let him know it wasn't a thing that I didn't have issues working at Zachy's, but I wanted to move on and move up and uh, start a career. And I didn't at that time see that there was such a great career for me at Zachy's. And Don was just like, yo, look, you know, people like you here and people aren't going to like you everywhere you go. And it's a it's a big deal to to be liked by the people that you work with. So I've I took that to heart and I've always tried to make sure that working with me was a positive experience. So at least to the partners that I had, um, that's always what I try to communicate to them. But overall, I try to be relatable. You know, I try to take the fluff away. You know, it's and don't get me wrong, it's difficult to not constantly be reevaluating yourself everyone deals with like imposter syndrome i'm not supposed to be here but i think the um the most important part of being a creator is um finding a way to speak honestly and openly because people are always going to resonate with that and i think that that's been why people like to work with me because it's like yo what is this guy doing here like people like this aren't usually in these places so <laughs> I try to, you know, just lean into who I am, like hanging out with a dude like Robert Bowles, like one of the most amazing restaurateurs that I've met. But being able to hang out with him in a hoodie and Tim's, I think that's the coolest thing in the world. So I feel like that's like set something that, you know, everyone sees a little bit of themselves in this, in me. And I think that's a big part of why people would want to work with me. Never thought about that out loud. I got to say, it's an interesting question. Okay. Number six, (laughs) hanging out in hoodies and Tim's. There you go. (laughs) There you go. That's my office where, look, you, this is a day at the office today. (laughs) (laughs) Last series question. Um, Do you see any wine trends for this upcoming year? Mm, that's a great question. You know, I think that this year it feels like um, there has definitely been some gimmicky things that have happened. Um, like I, I know y'all saw like the Oreo barefoot thing, you know, like <laughs> we we just talked about the salt on the rim thing. There's constantly people, um, there are people aggressively trying to get new drinkers into the category. Um, I think that's going to continue. Uh, but, uh, for the most part, I see people, you know, leaning into newer varietals that are less, um, celebrated, um, talking about new, new concepts and wines, things that aren't generally celebrated. Everyone's looking for what the new thing is. 
So I can see a bit more of that happening. Um, you know, sparkling wine out of England, growing category. Um, I'm not saying that that's going to be what's going to take over 2022, but it's it shows that people are looking for what the new thing is. I feel like Etna, Mount wines from Mount Etna weren't a conversational thing, but I've probably seen like maybe three or four blogs about it in the last four months, you know? So people are now looking for things that have been classic, but exploring their minds a bit more um, as wine becomes more, um, more of a cultural currency, I think. Leslie, same question for you, since you have a wine club. I think people are still, you know, are still at home and aren't going out as much. So I think people are going to try to explore different regions that if they could travel, they would go there and mm. find wine in that area. Yep, that's a great point. All right. So uh, here is the fun part of our show. And we're just <laughs> going to simply do a have you ever. Oh, All boy. Right, here we go. <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> oh, I'm not that bad, y'all. Okay. This could take a turn. All right, girl, let's go. <laughs> this is have not after ever, dark series. This is not after dark. Uh, it's always after ever, dark with Sarita. Have you ever started a fire? Now, can like, you like to burn stuff down or like a fire? Pit? <laughs> right. Like, can you like, like a fire stuff? pit or so like you can take that either way? I can't Have believe you ever... said that to me. I'm going to set this on oh fire. Oh, my God. No, I'm not trying to send you to jail. So <laughs> no, the statute of limitations is up. We good. You can get into it. <laughs> oh my Have you ever started a fire? Do you know how to start a fire from like wood? Um, you know how to rub wood together and like start a fire like a Girl Scout or a Boy Scout or have you ever accidentally started a fire like in your house? Like, oh my God, it's a fire. I left something on. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can definitely start a fire. <clears throat> I have started fires, um, but not accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, fire and that's life. that on that. Um, you know, pretend like I know what I'm doing, at least in the woods, camping sort of stuff, but not not um in 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 an official capacity mm. <laughs> like yeah. i was firecrackers as a kid at the abandoned factory across the street you know lighting blockbusters and blowing up costumes <laughs> mm. oops okay was- <laughs> <laughs> we edit that out so he doesn't it doesn't come back to one the statute of limitations is up. He said when he was a kid. No, he good. This is true. Uh, yes. No, never for me. Never. Yes, Neither. I have a fireplace, so I use oh, natural nice. wood. So yeah, I've started a fire, and I've set some shit on fire in the kitchen before. So so I've done the I've done the intentional <laughs> accidental. <laughs> Oops. Oops, a Daisy. Yeah. I have, I've, I haven't done an accidental fire, but I have started an intentional fire from scratch. And I have to say, it's not all that. The starter logs work just as well. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so myself, I've done both. Um, now, so the intentional fire, I was a Girl Scout. So we had to learn how to do that. Um, also, so when I lived by myself, I 
fell asleep when um, I think I was boiling something. I think it was just eggs or something. Fell asleep for a long time, apparently. And um, so it ain't like it wasn't a fire fire, but it was real smoky. So <laughs> it was like a well, really then small it's a, fire. Then it's a fire, girl. <laughs> Sometimes the smoke was in the fire. Yeah, the smoke was in my my apartment for a while. But Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, Second one. But we're not Um, talking about fires that we start with men right now. Okay. No. Okay. Next question, please. (laughs) Have you ever broken a bone? Nope. Nope. Dang. Dang. That's like a bear of mine. Oh, it looks so knock out wood. That looks so painful. Have you have you ever lied to a customer or a follower? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, we don't have any more of those because I don't feel like going in the back to get it. Mm-mm. We don't have that. <laughs> I We're all out. <laughs> Would you say you're the best? No, no, I said when they hit you with that, let me speak to the manager. I am the manager. Like, oh. that, that couple of them. Right. No. Okay. <laughs> like, like, the buck stops here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, one time, so back in the day, I used to work at um, Playland in New York. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that spot, but I used to work at Playland, and there's this um, this newscaster, this guy named Ernie Anastas. No, um, yeah. Uh, and mind you, I think, I don't know if you know it, like when he was like Channel 11 News or something like that. So do you remember Help Me Howard from that, um, from that station? So now Help Me Howard was the guy that came if somebody got ripped off or something like that. Now, mind you, I'm about 15 years old working at Playland as the guy like that runs the arcade. I'm a teenager. Ernie played the crane games, the thing that like picks up the, uh, the, the stuffed animals. And he felt like it was not working. This man argued with my little 15-year-old self and told me that he was going to call, help me out. <laughs> I'm like, what kind of jerk? So Ernie and Nassim, if you listen to this, fuck you, man. Come holler at me, bro. <laughs> the toy's like 25 cents. Oh, my God. Just buy one. Just buy like, yourself a toy at the store. Like, on the news. Like, why? You, I'm a teenager. Why are you arguing with me? It was a real thing. So, yes. Um, but that was the day that I was like, yeah, there's nobody to call, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> not one not one person. Mm-mm. No, no manager. Mm-mm. That's it. Good luck. <laughs> um, I Yeah, I've lied a lot uh, to customers about wines that I don't like that I've had to sell. So, oh, yeah. 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 I'm not I'm not good at that lying thing. And I people tell you if you don't want to know the truth, don't ask her. <laughs> In front of an audience <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I I've learned to as I've gotten older to massage the truth a little bit, but it's still the truth. Yeah. I might lie to a bill collector. But uh, not to so they're not a customer. So no. Yeah, and I don't engage. Whew, that one. It's not a laugh. I don't talk to you. So there <laughs> I, <I'm> yeah. <laughs> uh Leslie, did you have an answer? You have a lie to a customer? Oh, she need to drop off. Okay, got you. 
Oh, of course she did at that question. Say no, not at all. Of course not. (laughs) Not my customers. (laughs) Okay, a little personal one. Have you ever dated someone twice? I married her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, same, (laughs) same. I love married him. I married. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting thing is that we were engaged, uh, and then we broke off the wedding. Oh, about my. a month before, separated, had completely different lives for like three and a half years, and then got back together. Now we have wow. a three-year-old. Oh, wow. wow. That's, that's some drama. Okay. Yeah. No, that's a romantic I, comedy. I want to see this movie. I, I, I was messy in my 20s. I, uh, I okay. You no. Know, <laughs> not messy, no. Not, not Stevie J messy. Oh, my Just, God. Who yeah, that's a whole different kind. That's a whole other category. Yeah, I, I used the wrong term. I was um, I was young and misguided at that okay. time. Okay. All right. Yeah, that that's cold for messy. It's fine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the twenty the twenty first century term is entanglements. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was entangled. Oh, man. <laughs> he was entangled. Yeah. Yeah. Serena, this update your was... question. Update your question to the uh-huh. new terminology. Okay. <laughs> You've been experiencing entanglement. <laughs> you know what? That can that can lead to some some stories that you know. Anyway, anyway, um, have you ever ridden in an ambulance? I have. Yes. No. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I wasn't the sick person, but I have. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was a sick person. Were you? Girl, yes. I mean, I wasn't sick. I think I told you this story. Is I, this when you fainted? Yes. Oh. And so I had to have somebody translate for me because they were asking me questions. I was like, I don't know what's happening. Somebody help. Um, <laughs> so luckily there was someone there with me. So she did all the translation. We get to the hospital. They do some tests. I get some fluids. And then they send me home after a few hours. So, mm. yeah, so that, that was, was a fun. French ambulance. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So you had a twofer. Ambulance and yeah. a Right. And this was early on. I can handle it now. No, I wasn't. No, I was actually like sick. We were in the pharmacy to give me stuff for a cold. And then I and then I fainted. Ouch. Yeah, I I got I got any kind of ambulance story you want to (laughs) hear. What What does that even mean? (laughs) I've been in some situations. You've been in some situations, okay? Okay. Nah, like you know, I've gotten sick out before. Um, you know, definitely have my share of Bronx ambulance stories. Mm. <laughs> Growing up as a young teen in the hood, some thing you'll you'll see your fair share of ambulances. Um, but yes, definitely all types. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I've been in the ambulance. Um, I don't know if I said this on a podcast, but so I majored in health education at Morgan and I was an athletic trainer during that time. It was like Mm -hmm. sort of a minor, but anyway, we had to work. um, I was on like the football staff. So I was on the sidelines and yeah, this guy, he had a thing was a concussion and one of us had to go. So um, yeah, we had to go in the ambulance room. That's my story. It's not as colorful. It is (laughs) Okay. Um, have you ever changed a tire? Hell no, no. That's no. what AAA is for. <laughs> Pay that subscription 
Yeah, it's a no just, for me, dog. It's a no for me too. Um, I just know that like some parents, you know, require their kids to know how to change a tire, especially girls. Yeah. Well, my mother was like, "Here's your AAA." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I grew up with the mom. Do you have money to get home? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Make sure that you know where you are. At all times. Yeah. Yeah. Always has the money in your pocketbook. Mm-hmm. Don't get stranded. That was <laughs> Jermaine, I'm just yeah. assuming you know how to change a tire. Oh, yes. There's there's plenty. Which one of those type of stories you want to hear? <laughs> <laughs> Without the kids. Oh, got you. In been, state, out of state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. situations. Look, you got to earn that big piece of chicken, you know, somehow. <laughs> so, no, write that husband. down, Glennis. Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta, I gotta make sure I, I at least let it be known, you know. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, like, if you with your guy and he like the one calling triple A to change a tire, it's gonna, you know, you gotta at least attempt. Oh, Maybe you right. You gotta- um, yeah, are we gonna judge you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Good. Unless you in a tuxedo, like you literally have no excuse to not even try. Exactly. Like, what, sir, but, what are you doing? Yeah. But see, that's when we would step in. Oh, I can't. If get out a way to do it with the tuxedo, y'all would have been completely impressed, you know? Sure. Oh, for sure. That's true. That's the exactly. school that, So I try to, you know, I try to live that as much as possible. Hmm. But see, that's when we would step, we should step in like, oh, sweetie, don't mess up that tux. Don't mess up them Tims. Let me just call AAA and we can all just be over hey, here. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's go mm-hmm. get a drink over here while AAA comes. It's going to take them 45 minutes. So <laughs> <laughs> let's go. And I'm going to give all my husbands listening some free game. When your wife does that, that's when you ask twice. You sure? With like an attempt to get up, you sure? Just do that. You yeah, you do got to act like you're getting up. Don't, don't just yeah. be like, all right, babe, you got it? Okay, great. No, no, attempt. <laughs> empty gesture, because when they, oh, yeah, you know what? Go ahead. You be extra dead inside like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why did I ask that that second time? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next one. A little personal. Said I love you and didn't mean it. Yep. Yep. That was <laughs> Mm-mm. So maybe I was, that, I was, I was never twofer. the one. <laughs> yep. Maybe that's a twofer. That's the lie. <laughs> so that's a twofer. Okay. So I did lie. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we all have, we all have those teenage years, you know. Mm. <laughs> I think to like twenty four. You know, I was there was much worse people to date than me, but I wasn't the best. <laughs> it was cool i was a nice guy but i don't know I, I i've definitely apologized several times to basically every woman that i've dated mm. in that and let me guess do you have a daughter i do oh that's but I, why but the daughter <laughs> apologized way way before the daughter i will say that no but you know the theory that if men are trash in their 20s then they end up having the daughter yes yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah. When so I have a my son is fifteen. I have my son first, and my daughter's three. And I'm not gonna lie. When when I did find out that he was a boy, that my first child was a boy, like 
the, mm. the, the, the illustrate Tiger Woods, yes, <laughs> when I found out because it was that I'm like, okay, I wasn't that bad. <laughs> like that was the first. <laughs> I I wasn't that bad. First one's a boy. That was exactly what I said to myself. See, Jesus mm. Christ got jokes. Him and mm. God, they be saying, <laughs> "Oh, you thought you got away, right?" <laughs> like boom. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> she is like and full. Mm. I know I got a rough life ahead of me. We <laughs> <laughs> should have fun making her. Well, <laughs> and good night, everybody. And our last question. <laughs> Have you ever spilled wine on anyone? Oh, gosh. Mm. Have I? Now, are we going to do, do you, are you including like if we're pouring for an event and you know how people start getting tasty and you have to be like, stop moving the glass and then. You know, they run it in mouth. No, no. Have you spilled wine on someone's clothes on them? Oh, no, no. Oh, yeah. No. You know, hopefully I will not manifest that after this. Mm. But it's, I've never, I have not ever done that. That's interesting. Yeah. Have I? I've done it, but luckily it was white. It was a white wine and not a red one. So I didn't. I mean, I worked at a winery. It's like bound to happen. And like, when you said white, I was going a different way with that. So thank you for. Oh, with the oh no, it was part. a white wine. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, was a person white? I think the person was white. So that's actually <laughs> accurate. <laughs> um, but it was a white wine. The glass tipped over, you know, but everybody mm-hmm. was okay. Um, oh, I'm so oh. I was so happy it wasn't red. Yeah, I spilled so wine on myself because oh, I missed the my time. a couple of times. Like, damn it. Yeah. Yeah. We don't <laughs> even count those anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think about what I'm wearing based on what I'm drinking. I do. Sure. Yes. Yep. Sure. Exactly. You learn you, that early on in this wine industry. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're wearing something light, you get home. You're like, now I didn't spill nothing, but why are these little red dots all over me? Yes. When mm-hmm. did you, I was being so careful? There's like a red dot on your shoulder. Like, no, like, mm-hmm. like what is that, bro? Yep. <laughs> Where Jermaine, before we log off, where can everybody follow you? Mm, um, you know what? The best thing to do is Google search wine and hip hop, and I will always be around. I'm like Candy, say my name three times, you know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Number eight, say my name three times. The best place to, to follow me is go to wineandhiphop.com. Um, very easy to remember or go to Instagram at wine and hip hop show or real wolf wine. Um, I will. I'm not too far, but yeah, man, worst case just Google search wine and hip hop, say wine and hip hop, click your heels three times and I'll pay the attempts. <laughs> so how do we also, um, your sweatshirt is on point. I'm loving it. I want one. So Thank how do you. I get that? But I, I need y'all to just send me your, the address to ship them to in sizes mm-hmm. because wine and hip hop swag is going to be in route very fast. Like we like to spread love around here. 
Also, so you're you're pretty big time. So do we send these addresses to your communication specialist that I heard from? Or can we talk directly to you? (laughs) Yeah, right. I think we got it in. I'm just going to answer for him. The new Wolf and Wineism. Yes, send to me. Click mine. (laughs) Click your heels. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) But yeah, you can. You can email them to myself or my colleague who is amazing and 100, like I would be nothing without her. I will tell you that much. Like okay. I'm a put together person. <laughs> <laughs> Quick question. Look at me. I'm right back to the sweatshirt. So are they unisex or they, you have women's sizes? Or I want to get my right size. Well, they do run big. They do okay. run big. Okay. Um, uh, uh, one size smaller than you usually wear. Mm. Okay. okay. But it's also like a nice, you know, throw on, have on around the house sort of thing. It, it grows with you. It lives with you. So I love it. I love I'm it. a traveling that. Yo, mm-hmm. <laughs> look oh. on the street. I was walking in my building earlier today. Some guy like winded his the, the window on his car down. Like, yo, I like that sweatshirt, man. So See? you know, yeah, that's okay. high. That's high. Right. And another thing, Jermaine, before you go, um, you mentioned your website or where we can find. Do you have any events or anything coming up where people can support you? Yeah, thank you so much. Um, Yeah, so February 10th, uh, we are going to be hosting our Tasting Notes from the Streets event at City Winery in New York. It's the new City Winery. They um, totally redid it by Chelsea Perez. Um, but it's an amazing episode. If you tune in, the, if you go to our YouTube right now, you'll see our most recent episode of Tasting Notes from the Streets, where we paired chopped cheese and cornas, which is Syrah from Northern Rhone. And, um, you know, this event is going to be really special. I feel like we get better every single time. This one, we actually are, and we always bring authenticity. You know, uh, for example, our first event, we brought the, the beef patties and cocoa bread that mm. I had uh, from the restaurant that we had them from in the Bronx. We brought that to the event. And, um, you know, in this instance, we actually going to bring the dude from the corner store to City Winery to come and make chopped cheeses. So if you really, truly want to experience authenticity in both cultures, we try to provide that. Um, we're also going to have a few different expressions of um, Syrah. So we'll have some Australian Shiraz, which is, you know, the exact same thing, just, mm-hmm. you know, out of the ocean. And um, yeah, you know, it's going to be really special. I'm looking forward to it. But February 10th, I hope to see you all there. Um, so right. which borough is City Winery in? Because you uh, said New York, large yep. state. It's in Manhattan. And in Manhattan. I'm Sorry, um, but yes, I'll be appearing at the Food and Wine Festival in Charleston in March. So definitely check me out there as well. I think it's sold out, but I'm going to be in Charleston acting bad, so y'all hang out with me. (laughs) This was fantastic. I'm glad that we could start off 2022 with you, and um, we wish you much success this year. Thank you so much. Exactly. I'm excited. Fun. I always have fun chopping it up with y'all. Um, this is great, man. Thank you so much. For- 
Thanks for joining the Swell Sweet Podcast today, guys. We hope you enjoyed our first episode of 2022. And guess what? Now you can leave us a five-star rating on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. So don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and leave us a rating. Cheers.